You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 188. Tim, David, we're going to talk about some uh, Bluetooth audio gear quite a bit on this. And a preview of next week's show with an HP Chromebook and an NES controller. And it is Tech Fan number 188. I'm Tim Robertson. And hey, look, there's David Cohen. Hello. I missed you last week, buddy. I know. It's been crazy. You were uh, traveling last week? Was that what it was? Uh, was it last week? I was traveling. I was in a meeting. No, um, I can't remember. You know what? I, the last couple of weeks, I've either been away or I've had... My boss has developed this habit of coming in at lunchtime on a Friday and saying, let's talk in the afternoon. And... It's been kind of disruptive. Yeah, um, yeah. I did a solo show last week. The week before, it was Owen and I. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was you and me. It hasn't been yep. the three of us for a while. No, and, and, and Owen's traveling again today. Yeah, he sucks. He's going to Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Hawaii. He just texted. I don't. Did you see the picture? He just texted yeah, us. Yes, I saw it. It's like him and his wife on a on the plane heading to Hawaii. Yeah, uh, you suck, Owen. Yeah, we hate you. I, I hope you. I hope you get the fish, and it doesn't taste good on the on the flight meal. <laughs> so, uh, boy, it's been a, a you know. Obviously, I've been traveling a lot lately, and thankfully, that's it's not done. It's never done, but it's scaled back for a while here. Thank goodness. But yeah, I've been it's... all over the place, and um, I've also got a lot of products being sent to me more lately than in a while and it's kind of nice it's you know it's a diverse group of products too and a couple of them i've already reviewed up at mymac.com i don't know if you uh, saw those one of them was a a wireless bluetooth speaker with a built-in stand from luga lake no i haven't seen that one it was uh you know, usually when a company wants to send us something for review or a look at or whatever, um, they send it to you directly or their PR company does or their yeah. marketing company, whatever. In this case, this company literally sent me a code that I used on Amazon and then Amazon sent it to me for free. Oh, that's a cool way of doing it. Yeah, I thought that's kind of neat. But I, I, I wish, was. I, I wish more companies did that because it's so much easier than how to deal with oh. the, uh, the PR company. Mm. You know, not not to diss PR companies. It's just that well, their job isn't dealing, shipping. Yeah, exactly. They're busy dealing with a lot of people, and then all they do is email off to somebody else, and it's their job to get the stuff out. And sometimes that's not their priority. So um, that to be able to kind of control the process yourself is kind of cool. I, yeah, it was neat. Uh, and I yeah. had to use this code within a certain time frame. Right. It's a nice speaker system, though. I'm looking at it now on Amazon. It's kind of cool. It's kind of, uh, you know what I like about it? I like the built-in stand and that the iPad kind of sits at a little angle. I like that a lot. I do. Yeah. You know what the thing about this is, is uh, when I'm traveling, I often will kind of get a a lightning connector and hook the 
hook my iPad up to a TV so I can watch a movie or something. And the, principally the reason to do that is not because of the screen. Because let's face it, if you put an iPad on a table in front of you and you're sat really close to it, it and, you know, with the great screens you get on an iPad, yeah, I mean, that's a fairly good movie experience anyway, but sure. it's the sound. Yep. It's the sound you want. You want to be able to... So this is kind of a nice solution to that without you having to... Because the problem with hotels is that half the time the TV's bolted to the wall and to get to the HDMI socket, you kind of have to squirrel your arm around the back there somewhere and feel for it. Absolutely. Um, and, and then some, some hotel TVs have a system on that means you can't really, uh, connect, you, if you connect to the HDMI, it doesn't work properly or you have to disconnect something else. And so it, it's all a hassle. This is kind of nice. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of tempted to buy this actually. There, there's I, a couple problems. I always carry a Bluetooth it. speaker when I travel anyway, so I can listen yeah. to podcasts when I'm at the shower and stuff like that. So there are a couple issues with it. Uh, okay. Two things really. It does pick up some interference. So when you, you're, it's not actually in use; it's just sitting there, paused or something, but turned on. Yeah. You can hear a buzzing sound sometimes. That's a little annoying. But when there's actual music or the program is playing, you don't hear it, hear that at all. It completely mm-hmm. drowns it out. And I'm somewhat of an audiophile, so yeah, you know, take that as you know. Maybe I'm a little too picky. But if I hear interference to a speaker system, they didn't shield it good. Yeah. And I, I assume it's probably the the Bluetooth module is not shielded at all on this thing. Thus, is picking up stray bits and pieces, you know, in in the spectrum that it's just reverberating through the speakers i don't know but it's kind of annoying the other thing i don't like about it is there's a blue led that blinks on the back when it's turned on why why would you do that i can understand if it was just on but a bright blue led if you're watching a program on this half the time you're probably watching in a darkened room right yeah so you have this blue blinking light behind it now is that a problem? It is if you're close to a wall. Yeah. You, you get this blue blinking thing behind. I didn't. I didn't like that at all. One of my one of my wife's pet peeves whenever in a hotel is the kind of the Christmas tree of flashing lights that will be in the corner of the hotel room from the stuff charging. Yes. You know everything seems to have a light on it now, and in a dark hotel room, that's bright. Um, it it looks bright, and and blue LEDs are particular offenders in this for some reason. Nobody said, yeah, when you and I were growing up and we saw an LED, it was always a kind of a, I mean, it was a sort of thing you, you, in sunlight, you couldn't even really see was on. It was a very faint green or red LED. That's all we had. We didn't even have white back then. It was always red or green. And that was the only thing you got. And these things were, they were great as indicator lights because you just looked and you could see whether they're on or they were off if you were inside. Now, for some reason, yeah, everyone likes all the different colors and all that. But when they put a blue one in, for some reason, they can't get a dim blue one. It has to be eye-searingly bright. Yep. And it's incredibly irritating. <laughs> yep. So those are the two reasons I knocked down. Yeah. Look, it, this doesn't have the best audio quality in the world. It really doesn't. But it's it's a $35 speaker system. And the convenience yeah. of being able to just stick my iPad in there and it's just going to stay. And for a pretty small footprint, too. I like it. Yeah. I think it's pretty yeah. cool. It's kind of the go-to. I've got another one on the way this company wants to, me to, uh, to look at. Um, and I'll talk about that when it shows up and I played with it. Okay. Um, but, you know, the, the one that's coming has much better audio quality from my understanding. Right. So we'll see. It, 
here's the annoying thing. Here in Britain, it's thirty-five pounds, not thirty-five dollars. Yeah, so it's like what? Which is 60 about bucks? 50, yeah, that's about fifty-five dollars. Yeah, that's annoying. It is. <laughs> uh, the regular price was ninety bucks. They they knocked it yeah. down. So I don't know. For a while, it was uh, Amazon. It was a limited Amazon Prime price, and mm-hmm. everybody else had to pay a different amount. That make it easy. Just give me a price. That's how much it costs for everybody. Stop messing around. But I like it. It's, it works good for me. So okay. And the yeah. charge, I've I've charged it twice, and I've used it a bunch, and I still haven't run it out of battery. So, you know, if you're traveling, okay. that's that's an important thing. Of course, yeah. you're not going to use this, you know, on the airplane because everyone's going to hear your your music. But you could still use it as a stand. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I, I mean, there's. I've noticed last year of travel with all the uh, all of a sudden the airlines have got very cool about electronic devices. It's like, oh yes, yeah, you can use flight, them. Mode, yep. Do what you want. Most people don't realize you are still not permitted to use Bluetooth on an aircraft. Really? So, uh, How yeah, would they know? I know don't, well, <laughs> exactly. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't think any alarm would go off if you turned on your MFI controller. But um, yeah, um, I've, I've found out recently that you're not meant to use Bluetooth on an aircraft. So uh, hmm. be, <laughs> it seems seems to me kind of weird that they can deregulate everything and then just they leave that there and it's still like you know theoretically if they caught you doing it they could uh, they could have a go at you for it. I don't know. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum, David. Another Bluetooth audio device. This time, I did a review of the Genius HS920BT Bluetooth headset. Now, when you hear headset, what is... Owen is just texting us like crazy right now. Yeah, it's all right. He's, he's leaving. The aircraft's taking off now, so um, that'll be the end of it from him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's forgotten we're doing a show here. <laughs> Owen, stop it. Um this is a company that, uh, you know, this came through an email. I saw it and I thought, oh, they look kind of neat. And they come in a whole bunch of a variety of colors, which yeah. nowadays I think is kind of important to a lot of people. So they sent me the the black on black, which is fine. That's actually, I would prefer that. I'm glad they didn't send me the pink or the turquoise blue one. Yeah. And it's a headset, so you can use it with your the phone features on your iPhone or Android device. These may be the worst headphones I've ever used. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I've got to be honest. I'm looking at them now on Amazon, and I have seen this design from about 50 different Chinese manufacturers. Yeah. So it doesn't – this is a this is kind of a slap a badge on buy them in bulk from some factory in yep. China. So it does not surprise me that that is your experience. They were terrible. Uh, the, the range, the Bluetooth range, before it would start cutting in and out, was about – 20 feet. Yeah. And I think it would be maybe 25 feet if you were in a completely open room. Mm. But it, dude, these are, I, I could not believe how bad these sounded. Now I've, I've had cheap Bluetooth headphones before. And the problem, if you get that sort of range, I find is that if you're using them with your phone and you slip your phone in your pocket, basically the, mass of your body together with the water in your body because radio doesn't really propagate through right. wet things very easily at all yeah will will mean that that the phone will the the audio will cut out just from you being in front of you and the and you end up i've never had that defeated. problem 
Yeah, well, you end up kind of defeating the purpose in that you have to take the, the phone out of your pocket and kind of move it closer to the headphones. And at which point, you know, you might as well be holding the phone up to your head. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that that's a pro- if you if you're getting poor Bluetooth performance, then that's not great at all. But that's one thing. Audio quality is another. The lows are pretty much just garble. I mean, in any significant bass sound is just completely blown out. Yeah. The mids are just terrible. I mean, listening to the mid-range on these is like a spoon in a tin can. And the highs are just non-existent. They don't exist. And even cranking these up, you know what? I, and I put this, I think I put it in my uh, my review. Uh, 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 uh. It's not a long review, by the way, because, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and beat up on it for 20 paragraphs. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is, this is the, this is the takeaway from my review. Music sounds like you were listening to it from the other side of a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, dude, that's what they sound like. They're just, they're just horrible. They really, really are. I'm so disappointed I- that you, that somebody would come out with headphones that are just this piss poor. Okay, so I mean these are very cheap. So I lost you there um, for a second. Sorry, that was my fault. Okay. I was gonna say these are not they're they're inexpensive. No, they're so, not. They're fifty dollars. Really? Are you kidding oh me? Well they're not those these ones are not fifty pounds here. They are no. only twenty seven pounds. So no, forty nine um, ninety nine is the list price. Okay, so let, <laughs> that qualifies what it was about. I was about to say, sometimes with some stuff, if it's really cheap and nah. you're going to use it for a relatively low um, function, say, for instance, you wanted something to listen to podcasts to and that's all you ever listen to, then maybe something like this might be worthwhile. But having said that, $50, I wouldn't even say that. Okay, here, I'm, <laughs> g- I'm going to give the listeners the idea of what it would be like to listen to this podcast on these headphones. Ready? Okay. Hey, this is Ted Lawrence. Welcome to the Morning Channel. Today we're going to be reviewing the Genesis HS9. That's what it'd be like. So kind of, kind of like listening to the old wireless back no, in the twenties. No, that was better sound. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. If they took the if they took the four out of the price for nine ninety nine, I still couldn't recommend them. But if they went the other way, if they took the nine out, so it'd be four ninety nine, I could begrudgingly, if it was free shipping begrudgingly see, say yeah, yeah they'd be okay for a telephone call but that's about see, it the see the problem is 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 if you're if you're cutting costs out of the value chain of something like this and your bluetooth module is cheap and then your drivers are cheap and then your interface electronics are cheap then basically you're losing quality all the way along the line yeah um and uh the, I, the problem is for 50 dollars, you can get much better bluetooth oh my headphones. god Not, there's yeah. there's yeah this these things aren't in the running for anything I, I many years ago I bought a pair of um, Motorola uh, Bluetooth headphones. This was back before pe- most Bluetooth headphones were what really a thing. Um, they were kind of a big pair of over-the-ear cans, but I tell they were about thirty-five dollars and they sounded fabulous. Yeah, uh, they still outperform. You know, many of these sorts of sets today still have them. Um, so yeah, you don't need to get junk. I've got mind. a. I'm wearing a pair of headphones right now and. <clears throat> I feel bad because I can't tell you who makes them because I don't know where the box went for them, to be honest. It's around here somewhere. Um, but they were sent in for review. Uh, they're probably going to be eh, late December, early January review on them. 
-hmm. but they're not Bluetooth. They're wired headsets, and they were relatively yeah. inexpensive, and they fold. Um, oh, I take that back. I could tell you exactly who made them. Now, uh, let me, I have to click a couple buttons here. But as I click the buttons and look, I will say that audio quality-wise, the headphones that I'm using right now are pretty good. In fact, it's good enough that I took these with me on my last couple drives, or uh, mm. my last couple, uh, what do you call it, uh, trips. Yeah. Because they fold up. They don't get real small or anything, but they fold up. And, uh, they, you know, sometimes that's what you want. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Where? Oh, here they are. It's uh, the Shure SRH145 Classable Headphones. Uh, I don't know how much they are. Let me look. And the reason they didn't send these to me for review at my Mac is why. Yeah. Uh, and these are forty dollars on basically okay. forty to fifty I mean, bucks. Yeah, sure. Obviously, has a has a brand reputation to maintain about sound quality. I'm not surprised those sound good. Uh, and obviously, being wide, you're always going to get an advantage over Bluetooth because Bluetooth automatically you've got some compression and stuff going on yep. there that's going to going to suck a little bit of performance out of the audio. But you know, I'm looking here on Amazon. There, I'm seeing I'm seeing headphones from uh, Sony, uh, other name brands who. Um, who are selling at, at the same price or less, and then there's quite a few manufacturers who are selling stuff for um, for less. Yeah. So, um, you know, a fairly competitive space. You really need to be adequate as a minimum to uh, to compete compete there. And well, the ones I'm using are just headphones, and the 39. Yeah. They do have one with a microphone, so they'd be a headset at that point for forty nine. Yeah. So if you want to use it, yeah, with but a, but if but if I mean if you if you're buying Bluetooth wed headphones, it's because you want the wireless. I no, mean, no, no. I'm saying you know. the ones I'm using right yeah, now, these Shures, I, these are not Bluetooth. No, I I know that, but what I'm saying is um, is if somebody's in the market for for Bluetooth headset, that's because they really do want that that wireless. They they might be prepared to compromise a little bit on the or the audio sure. quality over a wide set. Well, the Nakamichi's that I reviewed a couple months ago, uh, audio quality were better than the Shures I'm using right now, and they were cheaper, too. Yeah. yeah. And and they were great. I love them. But the problem with the Nakamichi's is they do pinch a little bit. Mm -hmm. After mm, 40 minutes of wearing them, you know you're wearing them. Yeah. These Shures are just light all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try, there's something I to be to said for comfort, David. Yeah, I tried on a pair of um, bows over the years. They've they've got some new range, a new range, and I tried them on the store a, a couple of weeks ago. And I had them on for about maybe ten minutes, and and after a couple of minutes, I kind of forgot I was wearing them. They were so comfortable. Really? Um, yeah, they were they were really kind of cool. Um, I, but the thing is, they're bows. So they were yeah. expensive. They're expensive for what you get. That's the yeah, problem with bows. I think Shure makes headphones that sound as good, if not better. Yeah. At half the cost. What I, or what I a tend to do with Bose, I, I, I've got Bose stuff. I've got a pair of, of Bose noise cancelling in ear headphones that I absolutely adore. Um, uh, but I bought those secondhand because yeah. basically that's the best way of buying Bose stuff because it does last. So don't go out and buy it new. Just buy it, use it somebody else, pay half the price. My dad, <laughs> I don't think he uses them anymore, to be honest. He's not really a music guy anymore. But when he came back from Vietnam, he had shipped from Japan a pair of Bose speakers. Uh, yeah. It had speakers on three sides. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, this was, you know, 68, 69. And they're still in his house. Yeah. You know, they're floor standing 
big heavy speakers and uh you know so growing up i i had great audio at home because my dad invested in a nice pair of speakers i you know over the years cats decided to use it as a place to sharpen their claws and mm-hmm. you know so they're not in the best shape anymore physically but they still sound i imagine great they did the last yeah. time i heard them probably 15 years ago yeah. sounded good yeah. so there you unfortunately, go unfortunately all of that is kind of lost on people nowadays because people people don't people don't buy big uh, unless you're an audio fan they don't buy big stereos anymore no no people buy big stereos only for home theaters and even yeah. that i think they're not buying the components and stuff anymore they're buying an all-in-one systems that come with speakers which generally yeah. sound terrible well yeah and, and also as well with home theater is that you really need to install it properly and account for your room before you, before you think about where you're going to put everything. And most people don't do that. They just kind of, you know, well, they slap all the speakers in in a in a circle around them and and job done. And it mm-hmm. sounds like how it sounds like, you know. I we've we've just been we just I was mentioning before the show started that we're we're moving house in uh, March, and we need to decluster and downsize um, because the the place we're moving to it's it's round about the same size but modern houses it's brand new house new build uh modern houses don't have the sort of storage and shelf space that older houses like the one we're in do so we we need to get rid of a lot of stuff and and we my wife and i had a debate the other night about our our stereo um which is just like a it's not a, it's a modular system but it's a it's a fairly cheap all-in-one right from uh uh, I forget. Uh, I think it's a Denon or something like that. It's, it sounds pretty good. Sorry, it's a Technics. You know, mm-hmm. you know the Panasonic audio yeah. brand, um, and it sounds pretty good. It still has, uh, you know, it has CD and tape on it and that sort of thing. You know, so it's it's fairly old school. We've had it about, oh my God, I guess we've had it about twelve years, but it, it sounds pretty good still. Um, and it's not big. It's just kind of a bookshelf size system, really. But I, I said to her, I said, "What are we going to do about this? We're going to keep it because I, certainly I never use it anymore." She said, "Oh, I use it every now and again, and you know, so uh, so we should probably keep it." But yeah, it, we have it. Sat, I mean, fifteen years ago, we used it all the time. It was always on, and now it barely gets turned on. How does she use it though? Is it with the radio or she, CDs? No, she she uses it with CDs. So if she's but in the she house, she has CDs. All her CDs, I imagine, is on her iPhone though. Uh, no, actually not. She is she is still a lover of physical media. Is she? So yeah. she will. Um, she doesn't buy music online. So she um, she doesn't have music on her iPhone, and she likes to have a physical CD. And she has a whole stack of them in the car. And in fact, she just bought a couple last week for the car. Kind of, she likes to buy the compilation stuff, the latest pop pop music. You know, she can put it on, and she enjoys it. The kids enjoy it, and that sort of thing. And she likes to put individual CDs into the uh, into the slot in her car. That's how she likes to listen to music. And the same at home. So she'll uh, she'll take one of these CDs out and put it on. Then she'll she'll listen to it. You know, she so she's very much not. Any time I've tried, I've said, oh, I can rip these through iTunes library and put them on your phone and everything. She says, yeah, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because it would be so life would be a lot easier if you just had a, well, it, a decent Bluetooth speaker in the house she, that well, she can yeah, play we, at any we have, time. We have Bluetooth speakers and we have AirPlay speakers and we have um, <laughs> Airport Expresses that can do that because I use those all the time. Right. When I, but when I'm listening to podcasts, that's how I. If I'm in the house and I'm doing something, that's what I do. But she's not interested in any of that, and she doesn't want to have to deal with menus on her iPhone or anything like that. She wants to. Uh, you know, she's kind of old school. She wants to put 
the thing into a slot and then press play and know the music's going to come out. She doesn't want to have to know about what it is or what's going to, you know, she, she just doesn't, doesn't care. I mean, in the, in the car, her phone is connected to the Bluetooth system in the car because that's what she uses for calls. Excuse me. So she could, <clears throat> bless you. Thank you. So she could, she could listen to music just as easily in the car as she could, as she could, yeah, but she, she wants to put the CD in and then she knows mm. where she is. As long as it makes her happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. No. Nope. That's the way we all used to do it. So, uh, you know. I've got some more things to talk about. More products. Sure. Okay. Um, let's switch gears a little bit, though, because I do have some other things to talk about. But iPhone 6 Plus, I, I, uh, I've had it now for, what, two and a half, three weeks? Yeah. How do you like it? I love it. Yeah. It is. Uh, I finally took my long first long drive with it. Mm-hmm. Went up to uh, OWC. And running my GPS on a, a bigger screen like I have. Oh. So nice. Yeah, you know, you know, I took that trip to Israel a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I had my uh, Lumia phone with me because that's the one that's unlocked. Yep. So I got. A, in fact, I managed to find a. Uh, it's quite. It's quite a good deal. I managed to find a SIM that you buy here in the UK. It runs on a UK network, but they have a a free roaming agreement with about nineteen countries around the world. So you go to these other countries and you just use it as if it was at home, and it just everything just comes out of your allowance. So I paid like fifteen pounds so about 25 dollars to give me a month's worth of unlimited data and calls uh and i just used it in israel like i was at home and it was no problem nice. <laughs> it, was, it was really really cool anyway but because i had that i um the, the nice things about the lumis is they come with um here drive which is a very nice satellite navigation program that kind of works like a tom tom and that's a standard on there so i had that um in the car while i was in israel and we use that all the time for there for four or five days um and the that lumi's got a six inch screen on it and it right. was brilliant as a brilliant as a satellite navigation system yeah really makes a difference i you know I, there was three big contributors for me wanting the iphone 6 number one was the physical size i wanted a bigger screened iphone and i have since the very first iphone uh, that's why I was excited about the iPad, because if you remember back, people would say about the iPad, oh, it's just a, a bigger screened iPhone. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly why I want it. Now, obviously, four years later, five years later, however long it's been. How long has it been since the iPad came out? Four years. That's uh, four years, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's much more than just a larger screened iPhone, obviously. Yeah. But that was an appeal to me. And so a larger screened iPhone itself was a big deal to me and i wish i would have bought it sooner rather than later but i'm very happy with it that was the number one number two is battery now i loved my iphone 5s i still think it's one of the best iphones ever made it's got a great camera uh, a great screen but the one thing i didn't like about it is the battery sucks now now driving back and forth to work being at work being at home Battery life meant nothing to me because I could plug it in at any time. No problem. But I was traveling. And if I was using a lot of data and I didn't have the opportunity to plug it in, I was running low on battery within six hours. Yeah, I have the same problem. When I uh, I take the train down to London a lot yeah. or down to the south, and because you're on the train and the, the phone is effectively hunting for signal that right, whole it's time, roaming. it kills the battery. And yep. so, uh, yeah, if I know from experience now and i carry a i carry a portable battery with a usb charger on it um you have so to I with can, the 5s if if you're not yeah. going to be able to plug it in 
And so, so that's what I do. So I kind of get in the habit of uh, getting the train in the morning and I'll run the phone. And sometime after lunch, I'll, I'll plug it in and charge it so that I know it's got enough. If I'm going back that day, I know it's going to be covering me for when I get back. So what I don't want to do is get back to Manchester in the evening when I am going to want to make calls to home to find, you know, what's going on at home. Do you need me to bring anything in or anything? That's the time I don't want to be short of battery. Well, I can tell you the so, battery uh, on the 6 Plus is amazing. Yeah, I now, can, I can it's a lot it bigger of a battery. I mean, yeah, but it, it's it, great. It lasts a long time. I haven't got yeah. it down to thirty percent even yet. Yeah, and and again, going back to that trip in Israel, because the the Lumia has a similar sized battery because it's much bigger. I could run the GPS first thing in the morning, and then use the phone for the rest of the day, and then use the GPS again in the evening. And and those those road trips are about thirty five forty minutes each. So that's that's not a short period of time when you're running a sat nav system on a phone, uh, and I would get back to the hotel in the evening and I'd ha- still have forty percent charge left. Well, I could tell you, I so, went from uh, Woodstock, Illinois, back here, and it's about a four and a half five hour drive. Yeah, depending on traffic. And as an experiment, in the morning, uh, I unplugged my, or I'm sorry, on the uh, drive home, I unplugged my iPhone. I wasn't charging. And I was running GPS, I was running audio through Bluetooth, and I made a couple phone calls. Mm-hmm. Those are big battery drains, especially driving, yeah. because again, it's looking for signals all the time. I didn't yeah. turn off Wi-Fi, so I know it was probably searching for Wi-Fi as well. When I got home, remember, four and a half hours or so, yeah, I had 60% battery. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. My iPhone 5S probably would have been at 10%. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm very happy. And, of course, number three, uh, pictures slash video. It takes yeah. – we've all read the reviews at this point. And I can confirm the video that you could take with this is great. I mean, it's 1080p. And the the actual pictures that you could take is just fantastic. So I'm real happy so do you with have, it. Do you have it in a case? I do. Uh, I have it in a very slim form case, and I've got another. <sighs> you know, I'm gonna let's talk about cases when I get something else in, because I'm gonna want to talk about that. Okay, fine. I just want to tell you what I have on my six. Yeah. And I, and I was I was gutted this week, really gutted. So I put um, a body film on mine. Uh huh. Because I, you know, the the one the one of the one things you really like about the uh, about this range of phones is that curved screen and the oh, thinness yeah. and everything i thought i don't really want to put even a bumper on this i i really want to be able to enjoy the phone but i i'm not brave enough to run it just kind of nude without anything right. on it so i i put a film on the back and r- that wraps around the sides and it just goes to just below the screen cutouts for all the buttons and everything and actually it came out really nice mm-hmm. most people can't tell it's on there the 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 similar products i put on the front uh didn't come out quite as good um, I've Getting got air one, bubbles. I've got no, it's not an air, but I think there's a piece of dust underneath. So I've got uh, one tiny bubble, yeah. and if it and if it catches the light, you can see that it's it's not smooth. Um, you can't really notice it when it, when the screen is on. But the other thing that really makes a big difference is that the with this plastic film on, it really catches finger grease, whereas the glass did not. Yeah. So uh, so you can't even notice that. But anyway, I I kind of thought, well, you know, at least the screen is protected and all that. And you know what happened last week? Yeah. I charged my phone by the side of my bed, and the charging cable was in. And I stood on the cable and pulled the phone off the windowsill. And as it fell, it 
uh, there's a radiator underneath the windowsill, and the radiator is kind of two panels with fins in the middle, and yep. it fell down the mid. It fell down the middle, so it kind of clattered off these metal fins as it fell. I thought, oh no, and I thought, oh well, the skin's on there. Hopefully, the skin will have taken the damage. And wouldn't you know it, the one mark on it is on a, the tiny part of the phone that is not covered by the skin. Of course, <laughs> right on the edge of the curved mm. glass. Um, it's taken a little chunk out of the aluminium and a tiny, you can feel it with your, with your thumb, a tiny chunk well, out. Well, let me ask you, I know that the screens on the six and six plus are pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, I do think the one on the six plus is a little better from what I've read, but the screen, the glass on the front, the more I use this, the more I appreciate it. It is simply a fantastic screen. And the yeah. cl- curved glass, a little that little curve bezel, mm-hmm. man, it's it's gorgeous. The it, it, I thought that the the five and the five S, I thought that the the screen itself was pretty darn close to the glass. You almost couldn't tell that there was you know two separate components there. Yeah. It's even closer on the six and six plus. It is, yeah. I, I mean, agree. it's just it's right there. I mean, it's it's just brilliant. It's, it's even better than on the iPad. It on is. the iPad, I, even on the iPad Air two, you can kind of look in the edges. You can see a gap. Yeah. With 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 the um, with the iPhone, you just can't. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's right there. Yeah. I agree, and I've got both. And yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Although I have to say, I I am really loving my uh, iPad Air two. Yeah, it's, so it's am a I. Great machine, just great. I couldn't I couldn't resist. I know. And I bought one. <laughs> I I knew you were going to. I knew. It's uh, which one did you get? Sixty four? No, one hundred twenty eight. Oh, you went all the way. I went to sixty four, <laughs> and I put a lot of stuff on my iPad. And I still have like ten gigs free, so I'm kind of proud of myself on that. Yeah, I. What, you know what's happened with me is that when I did the restore, you know, sometimes when you do a restore, not all the apps come back, yep. and they get stuck in this intermediate state where they kind of grayed out as if they're going to come back, but the restore never never works. Yep. And then you click on them saying, "Okay, well, I'll click on it, and that'll install it," and then that's not working either. So actually, to restore all the apps, I have to go to the app store to my purchase thing and re-download them and then they come back so i'm using that as an opportunity to actually clear out a lot of stuff i don't use anymore so um, i probably could live with the particularly as my phone is now 64 gig whereas before i had a 16 right i could probably i could probably live with the 64 um ipad but i bought it now so what are you gonna do right (laughs) yeah well you you never buy and go oh i wish i would have got the smaller one you never you always the space is always a premium on everything you buy yeah so i don't blame you um I did go and buy Apple Care Plus for my iPhone six, though. Yeah, having having done this little chunk of damage onto mine, I'm I'm thinking about doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not because I'm going to change this one at this point, because uh, it really is, it, it's the, the 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 damage I've done to it is a minor. sort of thing that yeah, it's pretty minor. It, yeah. It's more the more that I know it's there rather than I mean anybody picking up would have to kind of. Search Take a really it. close look to see it. Yeah. Well, you can actually so call, gonna... at least in the United States, you can call Apple. They will send you and tell them, hey, I want to buy Apple Care Plus. You give them uh, serial numbers and a couple things, and uh, they make sure that it's, you know, yep, you can still buy it. Yeah. And then they will actually text you uh, on the phone itself. They'll send you a text that you have to click. And it goes to this website and it runs a diagnostic on your phone. Mm-hmm. And it has to pass this diagnostic, and if it does, they'll sell you Apple Care Plus right over the phone. Okay. Because before you had to physically take the phone into Apple, and they had to inspect it. Yeah. So, 
honestly, it's the best case you can buy. I've got it on the iPhone 5S that Julie's using, and it's good for another year. Yeah. So that's the best case you can buy for your iPhone is Apple Care Plus. Yeah, and 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 you and then then if you even if you damage the phone accidentally, then for a nominal fee they'll replace it. Uh, iPhone six and six plus is seventy nine bucks. Yeah, which is cheaper than your phone. Oh, much. Let's take a yeah. quick break, David. We got some more products we want to talk about here on TechFan. Hi there. How are you? It's the Governator. Do you know how I got my huge muscles? Well, do you? I worked out every day and ate my vegetables. Now I'm learning how to grow my very own on the Your Own Victory Garden podcast. It's only on the Starlight Network. I'm a gardener, you idiot. No, it's not a tumor. It's compost. Don't go to the chopper. Get to the raised bed. Hasta la vista, baby. Back here, tech fan Tim and David Sands Owen, who uh, sucks because he's going to Hawaii. Um, yeah. We'd love to get feedback from you guys. It's real easy to do. Send an email to either Tim, David, or Owen, those first names, at techfanpodcast.com, or simply go to our website and uh, leave a comment there. I did get a couple emails. Uh, I wish I'd have brought them over, and I didn't bring them over to my machine that I'm using to record this podcast, David. Uh, but it was basically a couple of questions about the Fire TV stick that I talked about on my solo show last week. Which, uh-huh. I like that little thing, man. I tell you, it's for the price... And for the performance, I like it. I think it's a great mm-hmm. it's a great little s- solution to getting video on your TV. Um, I've got to figure out some way to, because I moved my Apple TV over to my arcade machine, mm-hmm. because that's where I put the Fire Stick on. Yeah. I've got three inputs on there, but one of them is blocked by the, the wall mount. So either I need to buy an HDMI cable that has a 90-degree bend in it. I've seen those before. But even to use that, I still have to take the, the TV wall mount off. Yeah, you, well, you need a HDMI extending cable. Yeah. So, well, no, it has a 90-degree bend right on... Uh, right after the plug, it, it goes 90 degrees. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, yeah. So you can't get so th- cable in there at all? No, because there's no room. It, it, right. It's going to hit the, the back of the wall mount. Right, I see. But I have seen the solution where it comes, you plug it in, and then it makes an immediate 90 degrees bend, this, a cable. And it would right. be, I think it would be perfect. I'm, I'm going to have to measure to make sure. The other thing you could do is you could disconnect one of your other ports and put a, a splitter, an HDMI, I know. HDMI breakout box on. Yeah, I don't want to. No. I don't want to do that. I don't have good luck with those HDMI breakout boxes. Half the time the device is on, but the TV is not registering that something's happened, that you've changed inputs. I, I wish they were more automated. Maybe it's just the ones I bought, but the ones I have, they normally are meant to switch inputs automatically. Right, and then there's, a manual, and... there's a manual button, and I always end up using the manual button because the switching never works. Yep, same thing. Uh, my Xbox 360, as a matter of fact, when I go to that input on my Switch box... And if the if the Xbox was already on and the TV's on it and I switch it over, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. So I have to turn off the Xbox, then turn it back on and the switch goes, oh, look, there's a new signal on this. Yeah. I can use it now. But if it was already on, it doesn't register that it was already there. And the Xbox yeah. doesn't boot up all the way because it goes, I'm not connected to anything. Yeah. 
So that's yeah. kind of an annoyance, and that's kind of why I don't want to do it with the arcade. Plus, I want to go minimal with what's on there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want yet another control thing that I have to mess with on the arcade. This is kind of a pain. Mm-hmm. But um, who is it? Somebody on the uh, uh, David Acclaim, I think. Uh, maybe Kurt Bland. No, it was Kurt on the MyMac.com staff email list. Got one as well that went bad on him already. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's not good. So he called Amazon. He said, uh, you know, hey, this thing's dead. It it worked for him for a couple of days. I immediately checked mine and it's still working fine. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, hey, could you send me a replacement? Nope. Not till uh, like mid-January. Because uh, it got constrained stock. All right. And so they just canceled it for him. They refunded his money and said, you know, just toss it away and reorder it, you know, in January. Which, yeah, I guess that's a solution. But you would think they'd have some extras in case somebody's died. But I don't think well, they I, do I that. Guess, I guess that's the difference between a company like Amazon. Well, you know, and look, it's a different approach. The end result is the same in that the customer's not out of pocket. I guess with Apple... They're pretty good at normally when they launch something new, having the spares in stock. So yeah. if anybody does come um, and uh, and say, "Look, I've got a problem with this," they've they've got spares to replace them straight away. That's why uh, it, sh- it should be. Yeah, which where whereas, whereas I guess Amazon just say, "Well, we'll make sure you're not out of pocket. We'll give you your money back, and you don't even need to return the product." I think the difference is that you can physically go into an Apple store. And and you could literally raise a ruckus if they you know you you have to walk yeah. out with nothing. Whereas with Amazon, you're just it's all online anyways. But yeah, but it's policy though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you could go into an Apple store. It doesn't matter how much a ruckus you raise if they haven't got any to give you. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they haven't got any to give you. So. Uh, but yeah, the the I I got some feedback. I I do like it. Uh, it is very small. There is one cable that goes to it, and that's the USB power for it. Um, it's a great. I think it's a great solution. I really do. I think, I th- I th- obviously, the HDMI spec is the HDMI spec, but I think it's unfortunate that devices like that can't be powered over the HDMI I know. port. I know. I agree. But that's it's, that's HDMI has. You know. Yeah, but it, it's kind of you know it's it's non-intuitive to me that you'd have something like that. You plug it in, and then you have to run another cable to it. Could to you power. imagine if it was lightning on TVs instead of HDMI? You'd yeah. get a, you'd get more than HD. You can get up to 4K on uh, a Thunderbolt two. And oh, if it's, thund- if it's Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah, I'm not, sorry, not, I said lightning. Not yeah, lightning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thunderbolt. You you can get 4K that way. You could have it powered. I mean, it would be so much better. And it's a smaller thing too. So. But Thunderbolt requires more stuff. Yeah. It would be more far more expensive for the TV companies to implement, which is why they much prefer. Something cheap and cheerful like HMI. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of the products that I've got. Um, next week, I'm going to go into detail on the next thing, but I will say that we talked about David, and, and they didn't actually send you one like they were supposed to, but uh, HP was going to send us some products to talk about here on TechFan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to get a Transformer something or... What was that thing? Uh, no, that was that wasn't HP. That was Asus. A- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, going yeah, yeah. to send me an Asus Transformer T100, yeah. which I think was a a tablet that docked into a keyboard to turn it into a laptop. Right, and they were going to send I, me well, a Chromebook. I was, I was never sure whether they were going to send me the Windows one of that or the Android one. They do both. Well, they keep so, uh, they kind of went silent on us, so we're not real happy with did. our PR company yeah. right now. 
Yeah. Um, and she, they kept making excuses on, oh, well, we're going to do this. And, and David was very clear, I'm going to be in the U.S. on these certain dates. So if you could send it yeah. at that point, that would be great. Yep, no problem. And they just kind of went silent. So yeah. <clears throat> they need a new PR company. Uh, but HP, on the other hand, sent me a, an HP Chromebook 14... Uh, X030NR, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a it's a plastic 14-inch Chromebook. And I thought the best way to kind of test this is to let my daughter, Brooke, play with it. Mm-hmm. 11-year-old. Uh, yeah. They use Chromebooks in school, so she's familiar with Chromebooks. And she does have a MacBook, the white plastic MacBook. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, let's let her play with it, and then I want to get her opinions on it. And I'm going to use it as well. Is it easy to switch accounts? Can she use her account, and then I can use the same machine and quickly sign in on my account? How does that work? How's the screen? Uh, in today's day and age of relatively inexpensive laptops with Windows, and, of course, everybody has an iPad or wants one, and Kindle Fires, where does the HP Chromebook fit in? So that's going to be next week. We're going to talk about that quite a bit. Okay. I might have a counterpoint to that because I've been looking at a um, at a very, very cheap uh, HP tablet running Windows. Oh, see, then we'll, we'll uh, maybe we'll have a point-counterpoint. Yeah, because I think Microsoft is... It's gunning for the Chromebook at the moment with cheap Windows. Oh, machines. I've seen some. I, I've heard Microsoft is uh, is really going to be gunning for the Chromebooks. That's their, yeah. you know, I think that they were trying to position, um, what is it, the uh, Surface against Surface. the yeah. MacBook Air. Yeah, and which with I the think figures they continue that came to do out, yeah, with the Surface do. Pro 3. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, but I, it's not... everything else is all about Chromebook. they got to beat yeah. Chromebook. And I get it. Now that I've got one here, I understand what's going on. So we'll, we'll discuss yeah. that next week. Um, I got something sent to me, and I don't usually like talking about things before I've even done anything with it, but I've literally, I literally got this yesterday afternoon, and I've charged it, and I've done nothing with it. Do a quick search on Amazon, because I know you've got it up there, David. Yep. For um, NES 30, one word, and 30 is 3-0, Bluetooth controller. Now, what this is, it's a little, um, it's from 8-Bit Do is the name of the company. It's a yeah. little Nintendo Entertainment System, the little rectangular controller, the little D-pad, but it's yep. Bluetooth. And... They sent this to me for review, and I've got it in my hand right now. Now, I have an original NES, and I've got probably 20, well, not that many, probably five NES controllers, the real ones. This feels almost exactly like that. This is kind of cool. i got to be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. It does have shoulder buttons, too, so it's it's better than a... Oh, it's more advanced anyways. Yeah. Um, this I'm going to talk about next week as well, because I'm looking forward to playing this with some, I don't know, maybe some classic video games on my Mac. Yeah. Key thing for me on this is uh, is is how it's supported by different devices, yep. how easy it is to um, to actually use with uh, the say, manual. Uh, iPad. It, it actually comes with a manual, yeah. and it's got all these different modes for the different devices. And I haven't really dug deep into this. 
Um, I need my glasses because <laughs> I'm old. Um, yeah, on page whatever. It has five different modes. Mode one is joystick. Mode two is keyboard, uh, a Bluetooth keyboard. Mode three is iCade. Uh-huh. Number four is MU touchscreen. And number five is USB joystick. Okay. So it's iCade on, on the iPad. It's not going to be MFI. It's not going to be the uh, the new controller standard. But iCade's still pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, it... it hmm. Yeah, it, I see, mean, it's all about it's, all, it's about the game support, isn't it? So yeah, um, but the thing is, it's cool that as well. That, I mean, I have an MFI controller for my iPad, but it only works with my iPad, and my iPhone. It doesn't work on the Mac. Right. Um, this will work this, on this everything. This works on the Mac. Works on Windows. Android. You got to jailbreak Android, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's, that's no big, no big wow. <laughs> Still, everyone, everyone jailbreaks on. Android. What's the point in having that's Android why otherwise? They, that's why they buy Android, so they can jailbreak it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of neat, though. It feels good in my hand. It, it's very Ooh, reminiscent. Yeah. Um, I, like how it com- I like how it comes with a stand as well for your device. It does? Well, the one I'm looking at does. But I'm, I'm interesting. We were talking about rebadging. I'm seeing about five different manufacturers selling the same thing here. Oh, really? So... Um, I don't know whether whether you, know, you can never tell with the Chinese stuff whether somebody's just gone and ripped it off from somebody else or whether in fact it's a rebadge and in fact it's all coming from the same factory in China. It's got like this plastic thing on the back. Is that the stand? Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that clips off and that is a stand for your device. Well, I'm trying to clip it off. Oh no, it's kind of a crappy stand. Oh well, no, I see how it works. It's got these little yeah. edges on it, but yeah. it's, it's it's really cheap plastic. Oh. Okay. I don't know Once if it would actually hold it. it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it's got enough weight to actually hold it. Right. Okay. Huh, I like the feel of it even better without this case thing on here. Yeah. Ah, cool. Look at that. See, I learned something on the show. Uh, it's neat, right. though. I'll, I think I'm it's, looking, I think it's I'm neat. I'm looking forward to your review of this, because based on that, I might it's buy one. It's 35 bucks US. Yeah. Um, Guess how much it is here? Uh, 35 pounds. There you go. Uh, it's about 28 pounds, but it's still... Still more expensive. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys have all the money, so. Obviously, yeah, we're we're a uh, the powerhouse of the world economy. That's apparently. right. You guys have more disposable income than poor America. That's, that's what that's what our government keeps telling us. But then there's an election coming, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna hear just the opposite. Um, but so yeah, next week, a little preview, a 14-inch HP Chromebook, and an NES Bluetooth controller. Excellent. So how about that? We're, we're, we'll be prepared for next week. And Owen probably won't be on the show. He'll probably still be in Hawaii. Yep. Um, if, if the sharks haven't eaten him. Heaven forbid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a way to go, eh? I can think watch of worse that, things. Watch that lava, Owen. <laughs> could, could erupt at any time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> be safe. It came with a keychain, too, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Why, why would you want that? I don't know. If it if it was some kind of a Nintendo looking thing, I'd probably use it. But yeah. it's I don't know why I would anybody. It's kind of heavy too. So I don't know why anybody would want it. I pull out. Oh, it came with a keychain. Hey kids, you want a keychain? Yeah. <laughs> you know I do actually like the key ring though. It's kind of heavy duty and it's flat instead of being rounded. I might, I might steal the key ring one, itself. One time we must do a whole show on my endless search for the perfect keychain mm. i have i have bought pretty much every type of 
keychain gadget you can think of trying to find the perfect keychain because i hate having big bundle of keys in my pocket me too so uh yeah that's a whole show in itself right there there you go the technology behind keychains I've probably spent at least $150 on trying to get the perfect keychain, which is is slightly insane, but there you go. Um, That's why you guys love listening to me. That's that's one of the reasons. Yeah. So that's all I have right now, I think. Let me look at my notes over here. Uh, Yeah, I talked about the crappy headphones, the the pretty decent Bluetooth speaker with stand, uh, the Shure wired headphones that I'm using right now. I think these are going to become my regular podcasting headphones. I was yeah. using my really, really good um, um, Shure headphones for this, but, mm-hmm. or no, not Shure. It's uh, AKGs, same company, I think. Yeah. Um, they're just too big. So, and these are nice and light. And they're not, o- they're on the ear, they're not over the ear. Big distinction. And the NES controller that I'm going to be looking forward to playing with, and possibly another Bluetooth speaker system if it gets here in time. But, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, David, the time that people buy presents for each other. Indeed. And uh, we like to uh, we like to give some people ideas. Uh, in fact, John Nemirovsky has been posting some pretty cool things up at MyMac.com. I don't know if you've seen any of those, David. I have, yeah. Um, he, it's, it's a hardware accessory roundups. And uh, he's got some good ones. He's up to part four right now. I don't know if this is the last part or he's got more coming. But uh, he's got a uh, heart rate watch up there right now, which is 150 bucks. which, boy, I wouldn't want to be in that business knowing that the Apple Watch is coming. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> I've already said to people, I said, so don't buy me anything big for Christmas this year because um, early, early next year I'm looking, I'm looking for funding for my Apple Watch. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's that is a tough sell, but maybe maybe they're hoping to. I mean, I guess if you're going to sell a product like that, better to try and sell it this year than next year. Because once the Apple Watch comes out, you, you there is a risk that the oxygen will be taken completely out of the wearables market by that device. I, I don't think there's a risk to it at all. I think it's a certainty. <laughs> yeah. I, and don't so, look, I'm not saying that because I'm some kind of an Apple fanboy. I, it's just Apple knows what they're doing when it comes to stuff like this. And uh, I, I just don't see anybody that's going to come out with a watch that's that's going to be a must-have. And if your watch is $150 and it's it's only this it doesn't do all the things that the Apple Watch does why would you spend $150 on a one trick pony when you could spend twice as much or ish and get a, a watch that could control your TV that could talk with your iPhone I mean I don't know I just but yeah, all that being but- said David I know you're on the opposite side of this as I am I have no desire to get an Apple Watch maybe that'll change when they come out and I start seeing them in action but right now zero desire for an apple watch none not at all yeah i i, I think it it depends on your it does depend on your attitude and you, your your use case and all of that i mean i carry a fitbit so to me to be able to switch to an apple device is attractive plus the other things that will do um you know it is of interest to me and i like different watches and i i also like big watches i mean i'm I, wearing a I stopped watch wearing a watch i'm gonna say 10 years ago if not longer uh, now I keep hearing people say, "Oh, who wears a watch nowadays?" Everyone uses their phone for the time, but I don't know. It's anecdotal, but I look around, and I see a lot of people wearing watches still. I don't see the fact, that, you know, this kind of idea that most people don't wear a watch anymore. By the um, way, I'm trying my iPad in this uh, stand for the controller. Mm-hmm. It's lifting up the controller. Let me turn it this other way. No, it doesn't work that way at all. What about right in the middle? No. Uh, 
No, this doesn't work for a stand on an iPad. Maybe uh, an iPad Mini, but I've got my iPad here. No, that's not going to work. It's almost laying flat and it's teeter tottering. Well, I could tell you that early review for the stand part is a fail. Okay, well, maybe the stand is designed for phones. Oh, he- here's something thumbs. before we wrap this up. Did I just put yep. this on right? I did. Um, the the power button on the iPhone 6, is that on the top still or is that on the side? Side. <sighs> How many times have you now gone to your iPad to try to turn it on and hit the volume key instead of the power key that's still on the top of the iPad? Um... It's driving me crazy because they moved the power button from the top, which is where it's been on every iOS device since the dawn of time or 2007, whichever comes first, to the side, to the right-hand side, which is exactly yeah. the same spot that the up and down volume is on the iPad. Yeah. So I, I I'm know conditioning what, I know myself saying, to yeah. power on my phone by clicking that power button on the iPhone 6 Plus, and then I go to my my iPad to turn it on and I'm clicking this stupid volume button or I want to turn off the screen and I go, I hit the volume button. But the volume buttons on the iPhone have always been on the other side from the iPad. Yes, but the power button is supposed to be on the top like the iPad and because the new one, the new phone is on the right-hand side, I'm used to turning off my screen now on the iPhone on the right-hand side, the top button. I see. And on the iPad, that's the volume button. So, so I can, I can fix that for you. Okay. Get a get a magnetic cover that turns the iPad off when you close it. I've got and one, then, but and then you will never use the yeah. power button again. Yeah, so, but it, yeah, it, so it still drives the, me crazy. The, yeah, they've got, they've got essentially the, reason, the same button, uh, but it does two the, different things. The reason they've done that is if you hold the phone in your right hand, because they're meany stupid heads. If <laughs> if you hold the phone in your right hand. <laughs> Then you can't because it's bigger now. You can't reach a power button on the top. I can just with, fine. All right, Mister Freakish Big Hands. But most of us <laughs> cannot. And uh, whereas uh, the power button is now directly under my thumb as I hold it in my right hand, which means I can turn it on and off. It's driving me there. crazy. Soft, I keep hitting soft. the wrong button on this uh, all the time. Soft, it's soft. you'll, I hate you'll it. get used. To it. No, I don't want to. to. They should have. They should have made it for me. Right. Well, you know what? If you were Tim <laughs> Cook, you could specify that Johnny goes down to the aluminium milling machine and actually make you a special one that had the button in the right case. But unfortunately, you're not. Yeah. yeah. So when you take it's Tim's not a perfect job, world. I understand that. You can. You can just. I. I presume. You'll. You'll become. I'm just Tim a phone Cook. call away, David. That's. The, yeah. That's I'll the change point. my name to Johnny, and then uh, I'll go and run the milling machine for you. And make. Make the thing you want. <laughs> I got a Dremel okay. tool. I'm all set. we're going to wrap up this episode of tech fan thanks for listening we really do appreciate it we really would love feedback from you guys uh i'm tim at techfanpodcast.com he's david at techfanpodcast.com but really just go to techfanpodcast.com and leave a message there we'll read it right here on the show unless i'm uh uh, not on the ball and i didn't bring it over to the (laughs) machine that i'm actually going to record the show on um and I did have another one from uh, last week as well, but of course, again, I didn't bring it over with me, so uh, that's my bad. If you do go to iTunes anytime in the next couple days, do a quick search for Tech Fan. You'll find our podcast. Uh, give us a review on iTunes, please. It helps with the rankings. It helps other people find the show. Um, but whatever you could say up there would be great, and I do look at those, and I'd appreciate it if you could do that. 
And uh, for, uh, for David, I'm Tim. We'll see you in one week. Thank you.